Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Wine, episodes 138 and 146. Another two-episode combination, because they're partial shows. Up first, Love Wine 138, April 9th, 1996, a Tuesday night show. Marcos Faraz and Darlene Vogel, cast of Pacific Blue, the USA Network's television series that just premiered. Adam opens the show yelling at a sickly Dr. Drew, who's supposed to be using the Marks-A-Lot board they have for writing down calls. Uh, Adam's mad at him for not properly wiping it down. Adam reveals a program director told him to stop saying folks as it's not hip enough, showing another one of these interventions that will continue to go on until Adam's run of the show ends in 2005. Paula Trick, he was also supposed to join Darlene and Marcos tonight, but is homesick. She will actually end up guesting on the show on episode 958 from June 1st, 1999. Adam reveals Kids in the Hall are booked for tomorrow, and sadly we don't have that show. Next up, Love Line 146 from April 21st, 1996, a Sunday night show. Jack Sheldon and Bob Duro, the creators of Schoolhouse Rock. It's another partial recording, and it's two of the creators of Schoolhouse Rock. It has some live music, and Adam even does a few remixes with the guys. Good calls, great music, classic episode that had to be released in the feed, despite some of the audio issues. The audio's a little scraggly, but you won't be able to hear these songs anywhere else, and it's Adam singing live on air on Loveline. A very rare treat, indeed. As per usual, it's recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Listener discretion is advised. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Okay. Loveline is meant for an adult audience. Listener discretion advised. Now, here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes. Yes, it is, Drew. You get your own goddamn Kleenex 10 seconds before the show starts. I asked Drew to do one thing. Drew has one job besides sit here like a pimple on a chimp's ass, which is use this stupid Marks-A-Lot board and write the calls down that we want and have some Kleenex to wipe it. A tenth of a second before we go on the air, he goes, get the Kleenex. Like Boss Hog yelling at Enos. Uh, I've been sick. <laughs> what can I say? Oh, it's oh, high it's horse. not even a high horse. It's move. out of the barn early tonight. No. Let me give the Loveline phone numbers out. 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, fax number 310-854-4455. I am Adam Crowley. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and an addiction medicine specialist. Be there. Yes. And uh, Kids in the Hall tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. Tonight, the uh, folks... <laughs> I'm laughing because the uh, program director at, at the station said, don't use the word folks. Really? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like I'm uh, narrating at some, you know, country bear jamboree or something. The dudes, the chicken dude from uh, Pacific Blue... The uh, hot new um, TV show on the USA Network, which uh, involves bicycles and the ocean and uh, tight cycling shorts and cops, which is on Saturday nights. And, you know, on the USA Network, as I've said before, it could last 10 days. It could last 25 years. You never know. So uh, go out and see. We have Darlene Vogel and we have Marcos. Say, Drew. Farias. Farias, yes. Coming in here. Um, one of the girls was bumped. She has walking pneumonia. So, uh, Which I Marcos. Can, I can distinctly empathize with. Right, me. because you just had that, right? Ugh. Marcos is in. He's going to keep an eye on Darlene, and we're going to have a good time. But until we talk to them, we're going to talk to Danielle21. 
Hi. Hey. Um, I have a problem. Yeah. Okay, well, I've known this guy for like mm, a little over a year now. It seems that a couple weeks ago that we slept together. And it just, I tried talking to him like ever since then. Because I don't know why, because we're like really, really good friends, right? Mm-hmm. And um, just all of a sudden, he just stopped talking to me. And I don't know if he just had sex with me just because I was there or if he actually had feelings for me or what. Yeah, something happens to guys after they have sex. What happens? Well, they it's go to like, sleep. Well, <laughs> they roll over and go to sleep. But before that, you get this thing. You know when you get tetanus? Like you step on a rusty nail, you get the lock jaw? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's the same thing. Uh, you don't, what? Well, you don't have to hit your penis on a rusty nail in order to get the lock jaw. Guys, when they're done having sex, oh, the jaw talk. locks up. The tongue and jaw, everything the goes. The tongue and jaw, but yeah. no, wait a minute, but they can't open their mouth in order to shovel in chips, salsa, and other <laughs> snack-related items. And the hand works fine because that can remove, uh, that can uh, operate the uh, TV remote yeah. and the refrigerator door <laughs> <laughs> and other things they use their right hand for, though I use my left hand. <laughs> But I, it's just, I don't know, because, like, we'll, we can talk, like, for a little bit, but when it comes to, like, I'm like, you know, I need to sit down and talk to you. He goes, well, I'll call you later. Yeah. Well, he's avoiding you. I mean, when you get close like that with somebody, it gets scary. Feelings come up that you don't expect, and maybe he's afraid you're going to say you really want to be a, have a relationship with him, or maybe he's afraid you're going to say that uh, it was no good, you don't want to see him anymore, or you're mad at him. I mean, who knows what it is that he's avoiding, but he's avoiding you, he's avoiding your feelings, he's avoiding the consequences of this intimacy you guys have maintained, or have, have experimented with. Danielle. Yes. Tell us how it happened. You were friends <laughs> for a year. Uh-huh. And never never any fooling around in that year. No. And then all of a sudden, huh? one night, it happened. Yeah. How'd that happen? I don't know. It just happened. Well, come on. Give us some details because I want to know. I have a lot of female friends. I'd like to see if I could <laughs> achieve this. I don't know. It just kind of happened. It's just... Oh, it's for just... Christ's sake, <laughs> fill us in. It just kind of happened. It's not. It's not an answer to this question, Danielle. Well... I don't know. He just said, are you going to come over to my house? And I kind of did. And just, <laughs> it just happened. All right. I've had enough of her. It just happened. Well, she needs that's to sit down. Not an answer. Look, it's not an answer, but the fact is, here is the answer that she's looking for, and that is, she needs to. It may not be the one she wants to hear, but she needs to sit down and talk with him. She needs to confront him aggressively, insist that he stop and listen, and just have a conversation with her. That's all, so they can reestablish their friendship. Confront him aggressively. No, just like say, a, hey, no, no, like, like a say, rodeo. Clown. No, I'm saying, like, you know, look, don't don't avoid me. Don't run away when I want to say I want to talk to you. Let's talk. And just she has, she's got to put it out there first. Oh, no, screw him! He's being a baby. Right? She don't need him. All right. That's All right. that's another answer. There you go. Nick, sixteen, you're on Loveline. Hey, how you doing? Man? Good. Dr. Drew. Hey, Nick. I had a question for you. Um, I was, I was wondering uh, how long I should wait after my girlfriend's period to go down on her. Because I kind of want to be a surprise, and I, you know, I don't want to ask her. You know how long. It'll take for her to be, you know, all cleaned up and everything. And all my friends are giving me, like, hundreds of different answers. They're like, you know, two days, a week, you know, you don't got to wait at all. And you know, I just kind of figured y'all would know if anybody would. Well, I, we certainly would between the two of us. Well, it depends, you know, how daring you are. Well, I mean, I like her a lot and everything. I mean, that, that's the, what Adam is saying is you don't got to wait at all. No, you don't. Are you a squeamish guy? Uh, not really, but if it's really bad, you know, I might surface for air a little more often. 
but he's a romantic. <laughs> he's like a humpback whale, this Nick. Yeah. Nick, you really want to impress her. You get down there in the middle of it. <laughs> a little bit all day. I don't know. Nick, you want to prove your love to her? Well, it's kind of a surprise. She, you know, she don't know what's coming. Anyway. Oh, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> Believe me, she'll be surprised. You put on a pair of shop goggles and get down there. <laughs> now, now, but be sensitive to how she might feel about that. She might not be all that comfortable with that either. That's true. Oh, wait a minute. Great ploy. Great ploy. All men. <laughs> Attention men. Wait, I need my uh, reverb. Attention male love line listeners. A ploy. Yes. What does that mean, ploy? Ploy, a, a way of A way of manipulating women. Producer Ann, you, you listen up on this one and tell me if this isn't brilliant. Are you listening? Right. No women want you to go down on them when they're having their period. Uh, there's maybe one half of 1% will feel comfortable with that. Wouldn't you say, Ann? Maybe. Oh, come on. Would you go along? I'm trying to make a point. <laughs> one half of 1%? She's 1%? saying a higher percent. 10%. Out of every 100 women. No, it's one half of 1%. Out of every 200 women, there's probably only one who feels comfortable with a guy going down on her right in the middle of the period. Not necessarily. More. She's saying higher. All right. All right, give, All right give, give, a go, give a couple percent. Uh, okay, because I don't give you the answer that you like. Just go along, Ann. Okay. 5%. All right. A very small portion of women would feel comfortable with this. Probably. Especially if the relationship is semi-new. Oh, yeah, if it's new, definitely. Yeah, I mean, if you have your husband and he's got that beer-soaked T-shirt on and you guys have been staring at each other for 20 years, yeah. that's something else. But a new relationship, mm -hmm. very small percentage. Okay. Guys should always offer because they're going to tell you, no, no, that's okay, but you're going to score huge points. But what if you're with that one out of that 5%? <laughs> then you're so bummed. <laughs> then you fake an injury. Oh, yeah. When you fall off the bed all of a sudden? You pull the, your service revolver out and shoot yourself in the foot. <laughs> I don't know what you do. But that's not a bad ploy. Maybe. All right, Ann. Enough of you. Nick? Yeah? Offer to do it. She'll tell you no. And then you can wait like three weeks and say you forgot about it. <laughs> I really have no good advice for anyone, do That's, I, Jerome? Uh, occasionally you do, but not tonight. Angel. Yes. You're 20, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. Um, my question is, is that when, about seven years ago, I was uh, very brutally raped. And uh, now when things start going well in my life, like I get happy with a relationship or anything else, um, I start having serious nightmares and I uh, wake up from a screaming. Wow. And other things. And isn't, that, isn't that interesting how, how our minds work? Yeah, and it's serious like, flashbacks. But, it, but it's, it's fear of losing and being violated again the way you were when you were 13. But the mind is so cruel because it always goes back to that one crappy episode in your yeah. life and dwells on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Angel. Yes. Uh, without uh, dredging up too many painful memories, you were 13. Mm -hmm. Was this a guy you knew, or was it a family member, or what was the deal? Uh, the deal was is I have no idea what his name, who he even was, except for his first name, which was David. It was just somebody you knew? No, it was like, like um, I went to a, a private party mm -hmm. with uh, my best friend at the time, yay. And uh, it was her boyfriend's best friend, and she knew about it, but she didn't care to stop it or anything because she, she was too busy getting laid in the shower. Mm. So, did you bring charges up against this guy? No, no way. Uh-uh. Why not? I didn't even tell my parents until four years later. Wow. But Had you ever been abused in any other way when you were younger? No. This was the first experience like that? Yeah, and it was totally devastating. I, I, I lost four years of my memory from it. I don't remember the next four years, basically. Um, I didn't... I thought, I thought that it was my fault, 
for a long time, and yeah. I didn't do anything about it. I didn't wow. want. I didn't want to remember. I went into a shell. Um, yeah. I've dealt with it now, and everything's cool. It's just that I don't understand why I can't get past it when things start going well in my life. Why do you think? I have no idea. And I, I just want to know what to do. Were things going well when it happened in the first place? No. <laughs> no, not at all. Things couldn't have been worse, actually. When it happened. Right. Yeah. And it happened two nights in a row. Well, so, th th oh, two nights in a row? Yeah. October 16th well, and October right. 17th. All right, but Angel, how come you were back in that situation again? Um, peer pressure, and like I said, I thought it was my fault. Ugh. All right, so you, did, you probably came from some abuse in the first place in order to think something like that was your fault? Uh, no, it's just that I was 13, and I was just starting out puberty and all that jazz, and I didn't, I didn't know. And I just, I'd never known anybody that it happened to. I had no clue. Just, just you know. so okay, but, to, but she... It had to be my fault. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first time, certainly not. The second time, you had, you had some part in it. I mean, you got yourself back into that situation. I mean, you're 13. You didn't know, uh, you know, which way was up and which way was down, and no one blames you. But I bet there's a part of yourself that blames yourself for the second time, and it's probably not being too easy on yourself about that. That's probably true, but it's not something that I, I think about on a da daily basis. Okay. It's so you, you, this is unresolved business. I mean, I, I don't want to take Drew's job over here, but you have to clean this up. Right. In your head, because it's floating around in your head, and you may not bring it up when you're uh, conscious every day, but when you go to sleep, your subliminal mind is going to dredge this up again. So you got to get some therapy, you got to get some counseling, you have I, to talk to people who, who know about this stuff, and you have to sort of... I was in, I went to a psychiatrist and through a regular counselor for over three years. Mm -hmm. How'd that go? Uh, huh? That must have gone okay. That's why you got out of this. Yeah, yeah. Things, things have gone real well. It's just you should get back in touch with the, with the caretakers you had back then, at least the therapist. Because there's something about the way you feel about yourself is challenged when you start to feel good and you can't tolerate that. And so you've got to punish yourself again with these memories of what you've done in your own mind, what you think you've done to yourself. You done? Yeah. All right. It's horrible. But on the brighter side, we have the... Uh, I guess, now I was told not to use folks, but I could use gang, perhaps? <laughs> we have the people from Pacific Blue in the studios, namely Darlene Vogel and Marcos Farias. That's right. Hey, hey. that was pretty good. <laughs> I usually, I'm going to screw it up later, though, so don't worry. Marcos, come up and uh, speak to Mr. Microphone there. Thank you. Now, we had uh, Squiggy. David Lander. <laughs> David Lander on here. What was it, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago, I think. And he plays the... Uh, the uh, Bicycle uh, mechanic. The gay bicycle mechanic, right, right from <laughs> Russia. <laughs> Believe me, I saw right through his thin veneer. <laughs> not, very, not very many people could. You're, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Oh, yes, I know. I can pick them. And, uh, he, he gave you advice? Did he give you advice? He didn't give me any, but he gave some of our uh, listeners advice, and a lot of people killed themselves, oh, actually. That's scary, yeah. <laughs> Now, no, we love let, let's get to know. We'll talk about you guys, and then we'll talk about the show. Now, now, Marcos is filling in for... Um, Paula Tricky. Paula Tricky. Paula's sick right now with bronchitis. Right. So that yeah. makes me feel really, really good. So I was you. like, Marcos, you've got to do this. I mean, this is up his alley right here. You dragged... <laughs> no, seriously, Darlene, I heard you dragged Marcos in here because you're scared to come here in here alone. No, I'm never scared. I was just like, Marcos, we'll bring the funny side to it, I think. <laughs> Marcos, he talks about sex all no. the time on the on the set. Are you kidding me? Marcos will kick my ass if I get out of line. That's what you were thinking. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, 
Now, uh, Darlene, oh, where the hell's that file? You play like a hot, ex-hot shot Navy pilot uh, turned uh, police officer. Yes, very sarcastic, <laughs> no. tough girl, beat everybody up with my fist. That's about it. There's not a person that looks like you in the Navy, I guarantee it. <laughs> how do you know? You've been there? Let, let me, I'll tell you how I know. Because they do these, uh, I, I, I look at the Playboys a lot. And they do these pictorials, you know, once in a while, women of radio, women of uh, the military, women of this and women of that. Women in radio, they can't even find a decent looking one. They have like, the women of radio are a couple of women who listen to the radio and an intern who started the day before. Do <laughs> <Yeah>. you ever <laughs> see those Sometimes things, They just through? need a little makeover, you know? All right. So you're, you're on the show. You're busting people. You're riding a mountain bike. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, now, Marcos is a streetwise cop who's got his own brand of justice. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Now, how's the show going? The show's going great. It's going great. The ratings are going up every week. Really? Yeah. Now, you probably don't like it being compared to Baywatch, but let's talk about that. Everybody's <laughs> comparing us to Baywatch only because it's at the beach, but that's a lifeguard show. We're a cop show, and um, our storylines are a little bit deeper. Right. We like to get the ratings and the recognition like Baywatch, but... Yeah. No 20 minutes slow motion montages yeah, well, with a Hasselhoff with tune in the background. Hey, if we don't pick girls in bikinis, we've got Babe Watch after our butts. <laughs> Rick Rosevich is a big singing star in, in, in Italy. I mean, he's, oh, he's he is? going for the whole... Oh, yeah. But he's not doing the theme like that god-awful Hasselhoff. <laughs> no, I, oh, thank God, no. <laughs> All right, let's uh, jump back to the phones. We'll get a little more into this uh, later on tonight. Jerry, 21, you're on Loveline. Yeah, I'm calling because I'm a, a complete getting on. It's like uh, if I was on Love Connection, Chuck would say, this is Jerry. Well, he, he dates. Well, he sat next to a girl on a bus one time. Okay. So, you know? yeah. You get nothing, right, Jerry? Nothing. It's like my current, my current girlfriend has a tag on her that reads, complete to 75 PSI. I <laughs> Jerry, maybe it's the bad one-liners that are keeping the ladies away. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. We got uh, Slappy White on the other line Super here. Sales. Jerry. Yeah. You, you got a good sense of humor? Yeah. Okay, and everyone says women love a good sense of humor. I wish that were true. Total lie. I think so. Complete That's lie. Not true. Total lie. You gotta laugh. If you don't have if you don't laugh, you don't have anything. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just don't know what to say to girls. <laughs> All right. All right, Darlene, make uh, make Jerry feel a little better about himself. I mean, give him, give him the woman's perspective. Okay, Jerry, give me your one of your one-liners. Why well, I don't have any. It's like my heart starts beating fast, and I'm like, I want to make love to a schoolboy. You know, I get all flustered. <laughs> to a schoolboy? <laughs> that, that's yeah, a, that's a one-liner. That's another show. <laughs> you're going to be doing your uh, comedy from San Quentin, Jerry. Maybe you're trying too hard, Jerry. Maybe you just got to be yourself and not worry about what, you, what you're going to say. Just say what comes naturally. Make sure it's not that stupid. Jerry. Yeah. Jerry, here's what you have to adopt. All right. We need a total personality makeover on you. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm sizing you up, Jerry. You, you're, you're sporting the maroon windbreaker. You got the comb hanging out of your back pocket. Right? Bad oh. Kennington shirt with a six-foot collar like Dantana used to wear. Jerry, listen. Here's what you do. You get yourself a beat-up T-shirt. All right. You get yourself some jeans and you kind of, you know, Levi's. pull them down. Levi's. Let the boxer shorts hang out in the back. And you just walk around like you just learned your family died in a plane crash the day before. That's you get pissed off. You go for that brooding thing, right? Yeah, Vulnerability. Absolutely. You look down and you just, you just pissed. And then all of a sudden all the women, will, will, they'll want to get through to you. They'll want to know what's wrong and how to make it better. 
Then they find out he's this wisecracking idiot and dumping, but maybe he gets some sex in the interim is what I'm saying. That's what it's about. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, Jerry. Well, thanks a lot. No more one-liners. All right. Brood. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> I'm right, though, aren't I? Women love that. They like it when a man shows her vulnerable side, I have to say, sometimes. But, you know, we do like the tough guys, too. Right. We like right, the... Uh, hey, look, you know, <laughs> the, the, there's a woman with a power trip here, okay? Please. Another you got one a Scorpio on your hands. <laughs> uh, well, there's two. So am I. <laughs> Melissa. Um, yeah, my problem is um, I masturbate in my sleep. Oh, really? I, I used to be, um, actually, I was molested by my mother. Uh, by your mother? Yeah. What happened? Um, she was a holy roller Christian, and, and ever since I was born, she used to invite women over to the house. I had to watch them take showers together. It was just horrible. Um, but I was molested until I was about seven, and then I went to therapy for five years, and I got out when I was 12. And just lately, I've realized when I wake up, I can find discharge underneath my fingernails. And and I can I can tell that I've been masturbating in my sleep. Uh, uh, Melissa, you're 14 now. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to hear a little more about your your mom. <laughs> what was up with that? I I don't know. I really don't. Are you still living with her? No, I'm not. I live with my father, which I think might be even worse. And he was she was abusing you by exposing you to her exploits. Yeah, she was. She was also. She used to. She did a lot of things. She used to hit me with wooden spoons till they broke, and then I'd get in trouble for them breaking. Mm. Then she'd switch to the sticks outside. I mean, I mean, I mean. Even now, living where I do live, it's not a very safe environment. Mm. Overall, well, I, well, well, what's going on with your dad? He's he's turned into a pothead. He's violent. I always get told that I'm worthless, that I'm just nothing. Mm. And I mean. Mm. It's just, I mean, at least I have a high self-esteem. <laughs> well, I don't know how you, how were you able to maintain a high self-esteem in that kind of environment? I'm a happy-go-lucky person. Well, that may be a cover. Yeah, well, I don't know that, how you can feel good. Yeah, about I don't yourself. know how you can pull that one off. You should get an Oscar for that one. I'm, I'm slipping into the really depressed stage. I I, I'm getting. I used to be like that, but then I just figured, you know, try to make the best out of your life. Well, that's good but, if you can. It's great. But my question is, I mean, is this something that maybe? I mean. I don't, is it something maybe psychological that I'm doing in my dreams? Because I dream every night and Melissa, I can't remember my dream. I doubt it. Uh, th 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 there's a natural tendency for people to do stuff like that, right? I find it, I find it nasty. But I, Melissa, it, when people, for instance, are coming out of a coma, the first thing they start doing is hanging on to themselves. Oh, if I was in a coma for a day, I'd have to. I'd be. I'd be way behind. Right. Well, I don't. I don't mean that they actually master it, but they. There's some kind of a tendency for people to. Well, you to kind of revert there. to what you're like when you're a kid. You should yeah. see Drew's kids, by the way. Oh man, it's all over the place. Listen, Melissa. Yeah. This is probably the least of your worries. Yeah, exactly. I think it's more. I, I'm more concerned about why you would feel so compelled and obsessed about things like this to call a radio show and whatnot. Well, it was a, it was a reason to talk about her, her pain. Right. And, all right. Right. All right. So we, have, the point. we got 30 seconds. So, Melissa, listen. Yeah. You, you were treated very unfairly. Yeah. And your, your parents should both be sterilized and then sodomized. <laughs> Anything with an eyes, martinized, everything <laughs> should be done to your parents. They're horrible people. But just because they're horrible doesn't make you horrible. Yeah, yeah. Just because they treated you horribly doesn't mean you deserve to be treated horribly. This is their crap. Yeah. It's, it's not yours. They're forcing it on you, but you don't have to accept it. You don't have to wear it around, but it's not going to be easy. I mean, you've got to get therapy. You have to get away from this situation as soon as possible. And you have to maintain your sanity 
uh, you know, any way you can. Meantime, yeah. Is you're just going to have to be strong. Well, she is. But yeah, she's well, doing. okay. She but, is. But don't worry about what you're calling about. Please don't worry about it. And we'll be back. Love line. We'll be back. Hey, this is Dr. Drew. Is your computer running slow? Well, MyCleanPC can clean it up and speed it up today. Now, you might be asking yourself, how did my computer get this way? It's so frustrating, right? Well, opening infected email, attachments, downloading music and games can slow your computer down. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor, and hard drive errors all to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and admit it. You can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what's slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk, internet clutter, and even remove viruses. And MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what's slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hey, Steve Austin. Download the Steve Austin Show to hear my guest, TNA wrestler, Cowboy James Storm. Got hit with a, a chair, and some bitch had it turned the wrong way. Mm. You know, the seat part that had the lip on it, and the lip caught me right there and just split it wide open. Oh. And this old part was hanging down. You see my damn eyeball through it. So, yeah, I'm partially blind in, in, in my left eye right here. Download the Steve Austin Show now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Hi, this is Nev Campbell, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Hi. You are so right. I know that. Let me get the phone number out. 1 800 L O V E 191. Fax number 310 We're here with Darlene Vogel and Marcos Farias. Two out of two. That two out of two. Two out of two. Uh, from Pacific Blue on USA, uh, eight. P.M. Pacific time because uh, we're going out around the country and uh, the clock's different. Is that right? All right, well, so yeah, give us uh, let's 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 talk about the show for for a moment. Go ahead. Give us a uh, give us one of, one of the more provocative storylines that has taken place so far. Any y- y- have you? It's always my storyline. I'm always the one that's set up with the doofuses every week. <laughs> oh, you're the single one. Well, we all are single, but for some reason they keep uh, setting me up. And are you too big a ball buster to yes, go out with guys? <laughs> so you go out and you just bust their balls, I right? Do. Well, one of them I did because he tried to lick my badge and made me put on my gun holster thing while we were, you know. Oh, is that what you're calling on it? On the way to the oh, okay. program. <laughs> and uh, so I kind of kicked him in the groin and uh, I think you could say yeah I just said ball busters balls, yeah. <laughs> he kicked him in the balls and I got him off me and you know that was one of one of them I can't remember what happened to the other ones the I, other think, one died. I think the next show I think they, they do the whole um, lesbian story on you oh <laughs> you yeah, no, that's gonna grab you can't some have ratings lesbian story next season <laughs> it's okay I, I, I recreated a whole lesbian thing <laughs> just from my living room actually one Saturday but let me let me ask this now have you been doing the show long enough to have a very special episode where you deal with, uh, you, you know, uh, oh, bulimia or something like that? Have you gotten into any of that stuff yet? We, we have a show, I think, that uh, was dealing with racism, which was pretty good. 
Is that is that coming up? Or that, already, already, that already aired. This yeah, weekend we have it's a, uh, steroids. The steroid problem. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, diet pills possibly mm. the following. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> this is relevant to that. Oh, Drew, you're, you're, you're you said something. Yeah. Attention, Kristen, nineteen. You're on Loveline. Wow, I can't believe I got in. Hi. Hey. Um, I had a question about a supposed new drug called GHB. Right. It's, I don't know if Dr. Drew's heard about. Okay. That. Well, it's not a new drug, okay. and it's been around for quite some time. And that's why that's why I brought it up in in, in reference to what the, we were all talking about in here, in that it, it's used to be available through muscle magazines. It's thought to increase growth hormone release, huh. and uh, people became aware that not only did it do that, but it also intoxicated people. It's yeah, a it feels like makes you feel like you're drunk. Or yeah, it's a congener of a drug of a, of a chemical called GABA, which is sort of the down regulating dr uh, chemical in your brain. The thing about GHB, though, and by the way, it is not the first time around for this drug. It's probably the second time around this one's become in vogue. In fact, when River Phoenix died, everybody wanted to blame that on GHB because right, apparently he'd been, been using a GHB. But believe me, that, that was a speed death. That, that's a routine okay. speed death. That's how people die when they're on speed. GHB does it quite differently. Uh, the problem with GHB is you can't really contain or control the dosing. It's real hard to tell how much you're getting, and you can very easily overdose. You can be unconscious. You can have trouble breathing. You can get heart rhythm problems. You can have seizures. So it is not a benign drug. People tell me that they use it, say that on average a dose, a small dose, feels like drinking 12 beers. Really? Yeah. And you can get that from a... Now we're, I, think they, I think they may have outlawed it in most states. I, I don't know where it is now, but uh, they mix it up. They put it in big jugs and keep it in the refrigerator. I, I did a thing on the home show, and that was still on. They were real interested in this. They, wanted, they did a whole investigative report on it. And, you were and, on the home show? Yeah. Did you have to wear a flowered apron? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dr. Drew on the home show. You got that on tape? Somewhere, I'm All sure. All right, I got to see that. Bring that in. <laughs> Jennifer, 23, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. How are you? Good. You watch Pacific Blue? Uh, no, I put a I put a curse on you. <laughs> I work too much to watch TV. Right. Saturday nights you work? I listen to this show every night, though. She's a stripper. On my way <laughs> to work. <laughs> you guys do a great job. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, here's my question. This is going to be strange, I'm sure. Um, let me give you a little history. I've been dating the same guy for three years. Very active sex life. Very active. No complaints. We mastered the simultaneous orgasm. Okay, so we've got that going on. He we, could be faking. No, <laughs> I don't think so. That's well, the um, we took some time apart. I moved to California, and we decided to get back together. So we've been having a long-distance relationship since December. And so I've seen him three, four times, and the intervals have been about five weeks at the most. And every time we have sex, it hurts. Any position, every position... It's uncomfortable, and I'm getting a little frustrated. Have you seen a had a pelvic exam? No, I haven't. Um, that be I, the... I have kind of a crazy question. I'm wondering, does masturbation affect uh, affect anything like that? Because when I don't see him, which is every five weeks, I see him once every five weeks. You can imagine what I'm doing in the meantime. Oh, you're wearing a hole in your comforter, aren't you? <laughs> no. Jennifer, give us your tech. Now, give us a technique. Are you doing the tub thing? Are you, you humping the pillow? What are you doing? No, it's just the outside. Right. Just the hand to the outside. Pretty simple, pretty quick, pretty painless. Just using the hand, huh? Yeah, so I'm just wondering. What kind of frequency are we talking about? Once a day, for sure. Once a day? Yeah. Once a day, maybe twice a day? Like, yeah, maybe, like... All right, you're devoting four hours a day to masturbation, but you can't spend an hour a week and watch Pacific Blue? <laughs> I mean, really. Saturday nights, you work on Saturday? Forget it. <laughs> she works on herself Saturday night. Yeah. That's right. So, Drew, could there be anything to that? No. 
I'm not exercising myself too much. No. Okay. No, but uh, it could be anything. I mean, you need to get a pelvic exam, see mm. what's going on. I don't have to admit to the to the physician that I masturbate all the time, do I? Uh, well, look, twenty three. It's it's. You should feel free, feel comfortable to say whatever you need to say to your doctor. I mean, if you're not comfortable, you may want to get a change in physician. Okay. Uh, well, but I'll tell you what, here, I mean, so. it's, it's peculiar that you, for quite some time, were okay, and then all of a sudden now you have pain. So yeah. something has changed. Yeah. So. Yeah, and if your gynecologist starts laughing when you tell them about your sexual problems, it may be time to get a new gynecologist. Okay. Darlene, you ever have a gynecologist bust up on you? I've had one ask me out after he checked me out. Are you serious? Because <laughs> he, like, he already got to third I base. Guess, I guess he liked what he saw, so. <laughs> like, well, uh, I practically had sex with you. Could I just buy the meal now? <laughs> He's not my regular gynecologist. He was just a fill-in. Well, it was so. Ooh, no pun intended. So he was. <laughs> it was like a swinging gyno. Was yeah, he wearing, like, well, a yeah. big rope gold Needless chain? Say, and I said no. <laughs> really? Didn't want to go there. But he's a doctor. That's so you okay. About with the pinky ring, right? <laughs> that one guy with the pinky ring? Yeah, yeah he wanted it back. <laughs> you know what? Was in, in all seriousness, though, if, if anybody else out there has that experience, they, they definitely should say no. Yeah. The, the, the only way that that can be ethically even remotely a possibility is if the doctor says, hey, look, I've got, no, no, look, it has to be honest. This to be is honest. met his wife, by no, the way. Go no, ahead. no, 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 you have to be honest, and uh, I would like to terminate the patient-doctor relationship here because... Oh, yeah, it's embarrassing. You, know, you terminate that first, and then it's, it's, and then you're just two people again after that, but you, if you're still a, a patient-doctor thing, that is un, untouchable. So I, while, so while I'm the scrubs, it's that. not a good idea, but maybe after, like when you walk outside the... Did he have the decency to wait till you, you know, got the... Got oh, yeah, it was a couple of days later. Oh, really? Lie. Yeah. No, I swear. I Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> she does I, better I, acting in Pacific Blue, I assure you. I dated my uh, proctologist for a number of months. I don't know if that uh, goes he, against any code. He's the one that taught you how to shave. <laughs> okay, Drew. Drum... Old and painful memory. Anna? Yes? You're 24, you're on Loveline. Hey, Adam. Hey, Dr. Drew. Anna? How you doing? Good. <laughs> I was just calling to uh, respond to uh, the bisexual that called yesterday from Modesto. Right. She was uh, really bummed out because there were a, you know, she'd been turned down a lot, I guess. She'd been made fun of. Made fun of, yeah. Well, I'd like to know who she's, like, going out with. I mean, you know, you don't well, she was, want to go She was a senior in high school. Uh-huh. She was high school age. I mean, is she asking altar boys out or something? I mean, uh, there's plenty of weird sex to be had in Modesto, and actually, <laughs> believe me. And uh, actually, she may just want to, I mean, the way she was talking, it sounded like, you know, he'd come to her house, pick her up, and then as soon as the door slammed behind him, she'd offer him a nage a trois. <laughs> right. Yeah, she was kind of wearing it out on her sleeve, although, uh, Anna? Uh-huh. Uh, you from Modesto? I sure am. You've uh, made the rounds there in Modesto, have you? Uh huh. And you can vouch personally for all the uh, bizarre and deviant sex that goes on in Modesto. I was born in Modesto. Thank God I didn't grow up there. Oh, were you? <laughs> Is that where your gynecologist lives? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, kind of like on the first date, you can't break out the whips and chains. You know, you, there's a sexual etiquette you have to go through. Right. People get scared. Yeah, and I'm sure you probably, Adam, have a chart for the correlation between certain sexual acts and length of time you have to go out with. Them. Oh, I certainly do. Yeah. Oh, where's the scale? Where's that one? <laughs> well, wh which one are we looking at? Are we? You mean talking about the... Um Talking about the threesome, mm -hmm. that's uh, that's just just below bringing up sodomy. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that comes after the second date. 
Yeah, so she may have a little bit more success if she just kind of hangs out, you know, waits a little while, eases it in. All right, Anna. That's about it. <laughs> Anna's, you've, Anna's had sex with everybody in Modesto, so she should know. I bet Anna's probably been, been one, of, uh, one of the callers, one of the partners of the caller she's talking about. If that made any sense no, at all. No, you better go to commercials. <laughs> we'll be back. Tough Line will be right back to say something interesting or humorous or something. Let's face it, going to Costco or Sam's Club can be really kind of a frustrating experience. Long lines, giant carts banging into you, big crowds impossible to find a parking spot and can be certainly a big time waster. Well, now, fortunately, Boxed.com helps alleviate these issues. Boxed.com allows you to do all your wholesale shopping on your mobile device. No membership fees and all the shipping is free for orders over $60. Boxed.com has hundreds of products similar to Costco and Sam's Club. Do you want to save yourself from the embarrassment of buying large quantities of, say, TP in public? Well, now Box.com is here to help you, and it will deliver hundreds of bulk-sized products right to your door, and again, for free for orders over $60. So just sit back, relax, and shop at your leisure online or on your mobile device. We'll notify you when your orders ship and when they're delivered. Stop paying retail and save yourself the headache and backache. With Box.com, we bring the big box club experience right to you. Save time, gas, and membership fees with Boxed Wholesale. The big box club in your pocket. Go on your mobile device and visit Box.com today. Yes, we's back here on Loveline. And the phone number here, 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. We're here with Darlene Vogel and Marcos Farias. <laughs> Both from the hit, and I'm calling it hit TV series because uh, people are riding around in tight shorts. Pacific Blue on uh, the USA Network at 8 o'clock Pacific time, Saturday nights. Now, you guys have the greatest jobs in the world we we're talking about. During yes, the commercial, we do. because you're paid to ride a bicycle down uh, the boardwalk on, on Venice Beach, right? Yep, we get to work out in the nice sunshine and work on the beach. Now, what about uh, stunts? We do certain stunts to an extent, but you know, if we're going to get hurt, of course we can't. We've got the top stunt uh, bicyclists in the world: Hans Ray and Eddie Fiola. Is that, Eddie how, you Fiola, say? Yeah. Is that how you say his last name? Absolutely. Eddie Fiola, and they do three sixties in the air, upside down, <laughs> jumping off piers. I mean, it's amazing. Jumping and, over cars. And there's a lot of chase scenes on bicycles. A lot in every episode. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of bikes crashing and people jumping over stuff and chasing down gang members. Yeah, we do a lot more than normal bike patrol really does, but yeah. we have to make it a little interesting. Yes, you know? I've seen the normal bike patrol. Those guys, <laughs> they don't look like you. They're chunky guys. They're trying to figure out how to steer and eat a donut at the same time. <laughs> oh, and I don't want to get not any, that bad. All right, I don't, I, don't, I don't need any more trouble. You'll get another letter. <laughs> I already got the LAPD vice squad on me, so all I need is a bunch of guys with bikes and guns on me now. Uh, now we're going to take some fun calls, damn it. Michelle, 18. Hi. Hey. How are you guys? We're all good. Okay. Um, I have two quick questions for Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on tetracycline for acne, mm-hmm. and then once a month I take Lodine for cramps, and I was wondering if having both of those in my system at the same time would cause a bad reaction. No. Well, they're both a little tough on your stomach and esophagus, uh-huh. and uh, both a little tough on the liver, but there's no big deal. Oh, they can okay. go together. And I, another one, I also heard um, like a couple days ago that um, 
if a man has a vasectomy, he's at more risk of getting uh, prostate cancer. Is that the truth? That That is not fact, but it's been a concern and people are studying it. It's not been a, a particularly reproducible piece of data. Because, you know, uh, engineer, the one nut wonder, engineer Mike, had the vasectomy a couple of months ago. Yeah. And his prostate did feel swollen the other night. When you tested it? When you <laughs> checked it? Yeah. Hey, you want to smell my face? No, I don't. Okay. Darlene. Yeah. You never had your uh, dermatologist come on to you, did you? <laughs> no. no. Okay, just... <laughs> Foot doctor. Just a guy. Now. <laughs> All right, Michelle. Uh-huh. Now, mm, Melissa. Yes. 21, you're on Loveline. Hi, I have a question about sperm. Great. My boyfriend has really chunky sperm, and I'm wondering why. Like overweight? <laughs> Too much milk in the diet? <laughs> you could eat it with a, with a fork, but use a spoon. <laughs> you don't mean the sperm, you mean the semen. Yes. Look, I mean, anything that comes out of the penis that's not urine is well, sperm, Drew. Let me tell you the way people think. It's sperm. Right. It's all sperm. Sperm. Yeah. Marcos, you seem like a guy who's just churning out the testosterone. You probably, you probably make more sperm than the average guy. Would you, would you agree to that? I would have to say yes. Yeah. I think you made $10 billion just waiting to answer that question. Is yours chunky, Marcos? <laughs> you could strain mine. I don't have a problem with it. Wow. You guys are nasty. I, you know, I, that, I eat a lot of celery. It's that damn USA Network that's got you going this way. <laughs> you should hear Paula. We're back. <laughs> oh, I know you're listening. Oh, she's real nasty. Paula's it got has a to do with, I'm sure it has to do with his diet. That's you think so? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Could it be, um, I mean, maybe you need to uh, shake your nuts like a paint can. Maybe that's what's going on. You, you, you know how that works? You know, like when you make a shake or something, you put it in a fridge for a while, and you need to kind of... <laughs> Drew? Oh, oh, yeah. What is the real answer to that what question? What is the answer like to that? The real answer is there's nothing to it. I mean, not, it's... It's not. It's not anything. It's not nothing. Drew. It's that perfect. means Drew doesn't know. No, no. It means, <laughs> Drew doesn't know. Means don't worry. He doesn't know. Melissa. Yes. It's that way every time. Every. It's like it's got the normal fluid. Right. But then there'll be like chunky balls. Oh fluid, Jesus! And it has like a darker yellow color to it. And he yeah. says it's always been like that. Yeah. And is it now? But it's not big. It's not grapefruit size, is it? There can be infections that can cause that sort of thing, and blood can cause that sort of stuff. But it, for the most part, it's really nothing. Okay. So completely normal. Not completely normal, but not anything to worry about. Ah. Oh, there, that's for sure. Leanne. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't want any of that, darling? No, not really, no. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Leanne, you're 23. You're on Loveline. What's your question? Oh, I'm kind of nervous. It's, uh, okay. Well. You've been talking about marriage. It's just, you know, every time I see a girl, you know, I'm thinking about her. And, you know, can I really love somebody and still want to be with other people? Well. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Jack. Yeah, you, yeah. in fact, it's not as though when you get married, you're suddenly going to lose all impulses for other women. But you're, No, in you're gonna... fact, when you get married, you're more desperate and you'll go with anything that moves. Right. But you you will lose your impulse to live, but not to necessarily cheat. But generally, you will choose, most men will choose not to act on those impulses. But David, I think it's your own psyche giving you a message, which is which you're barely getting, which is you're not ready. David, how old is and she? Not only that, you're looking for a way to sabotage this to make sure that you don't get married. She's 19? Yeah. Yeah. Statistically, it's it's a tough sell. I see I'm running... I, I'm, I'm running... I, I think a lot about, you know, I spent three years with this person. Yeah, but... And if it's going to take me three years to figure out that this is a person I don't want to marry, you know, 
by yeah, but, the time I finally find one, I'll be 45. Oh, uh, no, no, please. You're, you're 21. You're 35, about where you should be. And you may know at the six-month mark. And also, uh, why does everyone look at everything as a big waste of time, you know? Uh, women especially. They go, oh, I gave them four years, the best four years of my life. It's, well, you had a good time, didn't you? I mean, you went on a couple vacations. You had some sex. You had a, you learned a little something. I mean... I'll be interested to hear what our, li- our female listeners, uh, how they respond to that. Well, uh, guy, they, they do, they, guys they do it, too. Guys do it, but less than women, and they certainly when they even when they do it, don't feel it as acutely as women do. Right, but I mean, you, you don't do that with other things. I mean, there's, uh, you know, you can have a job, or you can go to school, or you can do whatever you want to do. It's hot in here on purpose. Oh, uh, Drew was cool it off. It's Drew, fine. Are you okay? Yeah. Now, uh, who wanted it hot? Is it Jack or Jack? Well, it makes the trumpet flat when it's real cold. Oh, it, it does. Doesn't matter. Yeah, and it stick, I'm not going to play that. It sticks to your lip too. Nobody no. likes a cold trumpet. You're not going to play the trumpet? Well, I mean, it's uh, we don't need to. Uh, you know, it's so flat. We, we got a thing that's without the trumpet. Anyway. Well, I may sit in a little on the you trumpet then. The trumpet. Yeah, I, I could yeah. do that. Yeah. Did you play the trumpet? No, but it doesn't never stop me from sitting in. What about <laughs> David? Did we just leave him hanging out there? Y'all just did... left me. I'm just. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. Hey, Y'all go ahead. All right, Get rid of her. Yeah. It Get does. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Get rid of her now. I think Jack, Jack may be running for your job here, Adam. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. right. He's a better host, and he plays the trumpet. Phil, 26, you're on Loveline. Hello, how was everybody tonight? Good. Okay, my situation here is that um, I have two female roommates I live with, and, um, you know, during the day, everybody goes to work and nobody's home. I stayed home sick one day, and... I was caught pleasuring myself by one of the roommates. Mm-hmm. We haven't spoken to each other since. Um, she hasn't come home. She wants me out of the apartment, and I want to sit down and kind of work this out. Really? But the thing that isn't fair to me is she caught me pleasuring myself, but I walked in on her in her room by accident with another man, and I thought nothing of it. Oh, wait a minute. Drew's giving the thumbs down like a Roman emperor. He wants, your, uh, he wants you to be sent to the lions. Drew, you think this is bogus? I recognize this voice. Oh, you do? Wow. All right. Really? Yeah. And plus, he, he just not, not, he wasn't. One minute. I bought, I bought Jack and Bob and me, we bought right into that. I thought it was, yeah. What was it? What, how did you know? What would, what did he do wrong? Just the, yeah, he's called a number of times. Oh, okay. So he's called uh, before with uh, Bogoosity. Well, Drew, I'm thinking he's like McGruff the crime dog. He sniffs that right out. Jethro. <laughs> yes. Hey, you're 18, you're on Love Line with Jack, Bob, Dr. Drew, Adam, and Ellie Mae. I love you guys. Thank you. Well, that's your problem right there. I wanted to ask uh, Dr. Drew. Yeah. The effects of, uh, of LSD mm-hmm. will, uh, do, does it last for you, last with you forever? I mean, the, the brain damage. If you take enough. Well, if, if there's actually been damage, yeah. I mean, and how the mechanism of damage and how much damage and how much you have to take before those sorts like, of things. Like, let's say I've done, ooh, let's say about 15 times in about a year. The, the most important thing is, the, the most important question historically is whether or not you were exposed to it before the age of 15. 15 or before. Were you? Is he there? Uh, you there? He just uh, yeah, I can't back. hear you. Did you. Were you exposed to it before the age of 15? Uh, no. Okay, because at 15 or under... Your brain no. is still is still developing so much that it tends to be much more sensitive to the damaging effects. The other thing is, do you still see uh, trailers after fast-moving objects? Mm-hmm. Jethro? Yes. Do you see them? What? The trailers? No. no. Okay. And people that have had damage, usually that's a good sign that there's something has happened there in the, in the cerebral cortex. I, I also wanted to ask. And the mechanism uh, whereby that happens, hang on a second, pal. 
is uh, thought perhaps to be through something called glutamate. It's a glutamate pathway theory. That the, the cells are actually overstimulated. Brain cells, if you stimulate too much, die. Really? Yeah. And so they think that might be one of the mechanisms whereby that happens. I see trailer hitches. Is that... No, nah, you're fine. Right. And that's before your time, yeah. isn't it? Are you guys into that? Uh, you guys are jazz no. musicians. You're yeah. probably into everything at one time or another. Oh, we took DLS. <laughs> what is that? Well, that's close. That was before LSD. Hey, Jethro. Yeah. What's your next question? I also wanted to ask, uh, I heard you say once that uh, you, you were, if you could uh, cut the ligaments on the penis or something like that, you could enlarge it? that there are people that do that procedure that sort of gives that effect. You cut it, and then you put a, a weight on it, and it basically starts stretching out. <laughs> not, not, all right, but if you do enough LSD, you, your penis will look plenty big. Don't worry, Jethro. <laughs> all right, Jethro. Yeah. Stop taking drugs and stop worrying about your penis. Well, well I want No, don't know if ands or buts, please. Two questions, drugs and penis related. Well, oh, now no. you guys know the question. He could rub LSD on his penis. <laughs> you guys uh, would, uh, you know, Schoolhouse Rock today would probably be a little bit different. It's you know, we, we actually discussed doing sex rock. Oh, really? I guess it wasn't quite approved, but wouldn't it be great, that sex be education great. Yeah. with yeah. rock music? It's too hard. Do you, we, guys, you guys want to play something? Do you no, think we're waiting till 40 minutes. What? That's what the guy wanted to do. Wait I want to hear what the song would be if they were doing sex rock. Yeah, like, um, erection, erection, you got an infection. <laughs> got it from some bitch at a brothel in Singapore. Now, that's a good thing. I like it. <laughs> well, Drew, that's how it would go, wouldn't it? Thank you for sharing. All right, after the first break, we'll, uh, and the One Nut Wonder engineer, Mike, just whispered into my ear, and we'll do it then. And so until then, we'll, uh, well, wait, I'm going to talk to you guys a little more about, uh, how, tell me how the whole thing got started. Take us back to uh, 1972, 1973. Well, Shall Bob I do Durham, that? Yeah, Bob. Durham. Bob, go ahead. Well, I was hanging around New York, and uh, my friend Ben Tucker took me up to an advertising agency, and I thought they were going to lay a big jingle on me, you know, like, Chevrolet, seven thousand right. dollars. You were working as a musician at the time. Yes, but uh, were you a struggling musician or? I was struggling. Mm -hmm. but, you know, I'd also had a few little scores. Right, I was, I was okay. Okay, but the uh, the president of uh, the ad agency said, "My little boy can't multiply, so I want to put the multiplication tables to rock music and call it multiplication rock." And I thought, well, yeah, it's sort of an obvious tried idea, and I was thinking how bad it could be with, you know, ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. Right. The multiplication tables have the same rhythm. But then the gentleman said, don't write down to the kids. Apparently he had tried some other composers and they wrote this kind of doggerel drivel. Right. Uh, don't be condescending. Rhymes. So I took the gig and I wrote Three is a Magic Number and they uh, decided to animate that song. Now, are, are you the voice of 5, 10, 15, 20, 25... I am. Do give us a little bit of that. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Now everybody try to find a good hiding place. This old tree is gonna be the base. I'm gonna close my eyes and hide my face and count to a hundred by fives. Ready? <laughs> That's me. You didn't do convoy too, did you? That wasn't you. Convoy? No, that was uh, <laughs> CJ McCall or something. Oh, yeah, CJ McCall. So, th so this guy and and then it just kept going after that. It kept going. They put money in the development of it, and I was their musical director, and I wrote all the multiplication songs, and then we began to engage other singers, writers, and uh, and all. But I remained the uh, musical. 
conductor of all the sessions. And would you go to them with uh, saying, I got an idea for the noun or the verb, or did they hit you with all that, and then you basically wrote what well, they we wanted? we decided to write Grammar Rock, and uh, we introduced a new writer named Delyn Ahrens, and she wrote, a noun is a person, place, or thing. That must have been, and a lot of that stuff was a pretty big production. I mean, you had, uh, sound like uh, gospel singers. Well, and yeah, we, we spent a lot of money. We'd do one session for each song. Right. With one or two exceptions. That was it. So we had three hours to get it right, and we engaged all the uh, background singers in New York, the jingle singers, the jazz singers. We got Blossom. And when it came time to do Conjunction Junction and I'm Just a Bill, we got Jack. That was the first pair of songs he sang. And it's... Uh it's really sort of simple genius, this stuff, because uh, not only do you have to make it a catchy song, but you have to make it understandable and uh, and and educational. It had I to mean, be it, educational. It wasn't it wasn't just uh, your normal artist thing, which is say what you want, you know, uh, kiss the kiss the sky, Jimi Hendrix kind of mm -hmm. stuff, where you just sat back and went, well, give them artistic license. I mean, you guys had to do stuff that people could follow along and walk away with something. Well, we always had a, a guru. We call Let's face it, going to Costco or Sam's Club can be really kind of a frustrating experience. Long lines, giant carts banging into you, big crowds impossible to find a parking spot and can be certainly a big time waster. Well, now, fortunately, Boxed.com helps alleviate these issues. Boxed.com allows you to do all your wholesale shopping on your mobile device. No membership fees and all the shipping is free for orders over $60. Boxed.com has hundreds of products similar to Costco and Sam's Club. Do you want to save yourself from the embarrassment of buying large quantities of, say, TP in public? Well, now Box.com is here to help you, and it will deliver hundreds of bulk-sized products right to your door, and again, for free for orders over $60. So just sit back, relax, and shop at your leisure online or on your mobile device. We'll notify you when your orders ship and when they're delivered. Stop paying retail and save yourself the headache and backache. With Box.com, we bring the big box club experience right to you. Save time, gas, and membership fees with Boxed Wholesale. The big box club in your pocket. Go on your mobile device and visit Box.com today. Conjunction. I already put what I put with in there. Yeah, see, I would have screwed that up already. Nope. All right, let's see if we can take a few more calls here. Emily. Hi. You're 16. You're on with Jack and Bob from Schoolhouse Rock. Hi. Hey. Um, I have a problem with my boyfriend. Alrighty. Okay. See, he. It seems like no. He does enjoy masturbation more than having sex with me. Mm-hmm. And what? Yeah. Okay. And I was wondering if it's me or if it's him or I don't know. Oh, I mean, what can I do to satisfy him? Well. The, the, there's a couple of issues here. First off, he had uh, met his uh, his girlfriend, meaning his uh, right hand, long before he had established a relationship with his right side before he'd met you. Mm-hmm. And uh, old uh, habits, they die hard. Pardon the pun. I mean, uh, you get... <laughs> Thank you for that uh, 10 minutes late, Engineer Mike. Uh, people get themselves into, into, into little habits, and, it, and it's, it's hard to deviate from them. And even when they get themselves a female... Let me uh, clear up a, a very common misconception for a lot of, a lot of women. And uh, you guys, uh, you know, jump in if you agree or disagree. No, you can't say that to every call we well, get. Well, yeah, get rid of this guy. He's really obviously weird. But no, wait a minute. Now, guys, masturbation is a separate thing from sex. Women think guys masturbate until they get a relationship, and then they totally kiss their right hand goodbye, and they start a relationship. Has he, he told you this is the case? Yeah. Mm. 
And get rid of him. If he likes it better than you, he should go with himself. <laughs> I, I did it's, say It'd be that cheaper that way when they went out yeah, to eat. Take himself out for a date and uh, take himself home and yeah, well, turn how, out the lights. How much could you handy? A couple of breadsticks, That's maybe? Right, yeah. Uh, Emily. Yeah. How long you two been going out? About a month. Okay. <laughs> and he has not made the adjustment. Uh, the adjustment. Are you having sex? Yeah. And how many times have you uh, had sex in the last, uh, since you've known him? Oh, about eight or nine times, maybe. Okay, and when did you start having sex? About two weeks ago. Okay, so you got eight or nine times in two weeks. Yeah. And that's not too bad. Yeah, he's doing I'm sure good. Jack and Bob wouldn't and mind being on that page. too. This guy's all right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Let's see what's in this guy's water. But I mean that—that's not. That's what four, four point uh, five times uh, a week. Emily, what is there something wrong with your math, or are you just? Uh, are you, you, no, you, that's you, how. It is. How did this come up? What was the context in which this was brought up? What? How? In what context was this brought up? How did he tell you this? Oh, because no, because we were having sex, and you just you know, I you see, we couldn't get an orgasm or anything. He couldn't. He couldn't, yeah. And what did he say? And and then he's telling me that he really likes masturbating. I'm like, well, what are you I'm trying to say? He's like, well, I like masturbating more than... I think I enjoyed more than having sex with you. And also, another thing I noticed is that he looks at guys, like at other guys, in this weird way. So okay. I don't think he's gay because he... <laughs> Emily, Emily, listen. First off, you're very confused. Yeah. That's, uh, that's abundantly uh, obvious here. The guy uh, probably has some problems. You may have jumped in a little quick with this guy, and it may be time for you no, to... I've known him before. I mean, uh, I mean it's not like... It's the all right, but you're calling, and you got a, a whole laundry list of problems this guy has. Yeah. Here's what I'm saying. Why don't you back off, get a little distance, don't do anything rash like Jack would suggest. Get rid of it. <laughs> Just get yourself a little distance and, and, and uh, get into the observation mode a little. Tay, slow it down a little bit. How'd you meet this guy? How? Yeah. In oh, the gay bar. How? At school. School. Through yeah. some people. Through some people. Yeah. Emily, you, you sound real confused. So just get you, get a little distance and, and feel it out. Well, Drew, what do you think? Drew, you, you, every call has been kind of a weird, yes. perplexing, no yeah. answer, sort of funky energy uh, call tonight. Yes. Is it because it's 180 degrees in the studio? It could be part of it. I cannot uh, function right when my ass is being spot welded to the, to the chair. I can't focus. It's, it's too hot just, in here. It's not Turn just, on the air conditioning. It's oh, not just but that. Still, but, but believe me, you want to get air in this place, you got to send a written freaking request to the uh, head of the company, and it's got to be like post-dated like three weeks in advance. It's impossible. It's going to be hot in here Sunday night. It was cool when we got here. Yeah, but uh, that's it. That's it. Here's, here's the way this, this dump works. You, it's either uh, it's either uh, the Arctic Circle or it's uh, Manila. It, no, it's the, yeah, the center of the sun. Yeah, it's one or the other. You got your choice. If if you dare, we come in here. It's snowing in here. We're building snowmen, and I won't say anything because I know in ten minutes it's going to be like a heat lamp at a, at a burger joint in this place. Oh, wait a minute. What about this sixteen-year-old girl who was making love to the guy? And he's nah, gone. forget about her. I'm there. hot. It sounds like a mess. All right. So when we come back. You guys are going to play a little something. And I right. and if I know the song, I may join it. Do you have any lyrics? Yeah. We could probably give you one. You do, because I, I, I'll remember some of them. And I may just, you know, dive in. Mm -hmm. And also, I may just vamp a little with my own love line thing. But uh, <laughs> don't worry. I won't, <laughs> I won't step on anyone's feet. All right. When we, uh, when we come back, a little uh, love line rock. 
Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. We're back with Jack Sheldon, sorry, and Bob DeRoe. These guys uh, did Schoolhouse Rock. Actually, um, Bob is sort of the uh, main man, and uh, he wrote all these things, and he uh, composed them, and he's the genius behind the uh, thing that we know as Schoolhouse Rock. Jack sung a few of them, and they uh, have a few of them to sing tonight. Uh, I'm Adam Kroll. That's Dr. Drew. Phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I, I, I Adam's like, quivering with excitement here. We've had some of the biggest rock bands in the world in here, and you've never showed this kind of excitement. Well, because, you know, when you're, when you're 12, 13, you know, whatever, it gets 8, into your 9 psyche. years old. It gets into it, your history, isn't it? It gets carved yeah. into your brain, yeah. and, and that's, that's exciting. You guys, uh, you're primed at the uh, at the keyboard, and the microphones. You ready to go? We are, yeah. Well, we're going to hear a little schoolhouse rock medley. We're going to give you a little medley. Well, give us a taste. Okay, it all started, you know, with that three is a magic number, and it went on down. You, you're going to dig these tunes, and if you want to jump in, Adam, go right ahead. If I can remember, I'll jump in. Please don't. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. It's a magic number Somewhere in the ancient mystic trinity You get three As a magic number A man and a woman had a little baby Yes they did They had three in the family Hey, but I wonder who that sad little scrap of paper is there on the capitol steps I'm just a bill, yes, I'm only a bill, and I got as far as Capitol Hill. Well, now I'm stuck in committee, and I'll sit here and wait while a few key congressmen discuss and debate whether they should let me be a law. How I hope and pray that they will, but today I am still just a bill. Gee, Bill. That's tough. But while you're hanging around, why don't we do a little game of hide-and-go-seek? I'll be it. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, 95, 100. Ready or not, here I come. Apple, peaches, pumpkin pie. Who's not ready? Holler, I. I. Okay, I'll count it again, kid. But you better get hid. On second thought, kid, you count it with me. Ready? Go. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, 95, 100. Oh, energy. 
Sometimes I think I'm running out of energy. Seems like we use an awful lot for heating and lighting and driving. Heating and riding and driving. Energy. We ought to be saving it up. Figure eight is double four. Figure four is half of eight. If you skate, you will be great when you can make a figure eight. That's a circle that turns round upon itself. This is the tale of Mr. Morton. Mr. Morton is who? He is the subject of our tale. And the predicate tells what Mr. Morton must do. Mr. Morton walked down the street. Mr. Morton walked. Mr. Morton talked to his cat. Mr. Morton talked. Hello, cat, you look good. Mr. Morton was lonely. Mr. Morton was. Mr. Morton is the subject of the sentence. And what the predicate says, he does. Mr. Morton? Yes. This is Lolly Jr. down here at the store. Oh, I do. Why don't you come on down and look at these adverbs we got here for you? I, I know you're going to like what you see. All right. I, I, l- l- it'll brighten up your prose a little. Let me show you what I mean. Lolly, 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 get your adverbs here. Lolly, 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 got some adverbs here. Come on down to Lolly's, get the adverbs here. You're going to need if you write or read or even think about it. Lolly, 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 get your Son and Lolly selling adverbs here. Anything you need, and we can make it clear. So come to Lolly, Lolly, And besides, Mr. Morton, they're absolutely free. That's right, only in America. Nice country, huh, Jack? You said it, Bob. Let's sing it. One, two. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility. For the common defense Promote the general welfare And secure the blessings of liberty To ourselves and our posterity You are deemed and established This a constitution For the United States of America For the United States of America I just had a flashback. I was eating uh, Captain Crunch out of the box, uh, sitting there with a little boner in my PJs and enjoying a little Saturday morning television with Jack Sheldon and Bob DeRoe, the schoolhouse rock geniuses. Oh, that was great. You know, I have a little uh, conjunction junction uh, love line uh, thing I'm trying to work out. Can you, uh, can you do a little of that? Sure. Can I uh, sing along? Well, I, I, I only remember the, the top part. I don't remember the... Uh, that alternate lyric you mean. Yeah, I don't remember that part. But I can do it down for a couple of couple of things. It's, you know, the love line theme. You know, I've, I've changed things. You know, it's, it's the 90s now. Are you ready? Yeah. One, two, three, and sing this song. 
Love line, love line, what's your function? Helping teenage boys with masturbatory problems. Love line, love line, what's your function? Telling young chicks to hold out sexually. I don't remember the next part. That was good. Yeah, that's a keeper. I didn't write that. Drew wrote it, actually. Hardly. All right, you guys want to get to a few more calls and then back, or do we want to keep going with the music? Or we'll get some calls. All right, Drew, you got yourself a call worked up? Thomas, 22. Hey, what's up? Hey, you're on Loveline. I got a question for Drew. Yeah. Hey, uh, my wife has endometriosis, mm-hmm. and we've been, we're trying for a couple months now to have a kid. Mm-hmm. She's had it for a couple of years, and we're just wondering, you know, what, the, what we can do to possibly aid the pregnancy. Nothing yet. I just keep keep. I mean, you you can. There there are ways of measuring her body temperature and whatnot to try to assess when she's ovulating, and there are sort of you know ways of timing when you have sex to increase your probability of of uh, success. But at this point, you just got to keep working at it for about six months. And if you have trouble beyond that, if you're not successful, then you need to see a fertility expert at that point. Part of the timing has to do with being uh, fired from your job and getting your car stolen, doesn't yeah. it, true? Teeth have to be out too, right? Yes, you have to lose teeth. And you have to use a uh, rope instead of a belt. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, endometriosis, is she 20 also? She's 21. Yeah, I mean, at that age, endometriosis doesn't significantly impact our fertility. It's really when people get into their 30s. She's had, that, she's had it for a couple of years and had the, uh, the lapro- laparoscopy. Did they clean it all out? They, they did, but we feel that it's back. Well, be that as it may, it should not significantly impact on her fertility at her age. Uh, you, there should not, the, most people, most gynecologists would just recommend that a woman with endometriosis in her 20s get pregnant, that she not wait until her 30s, because that's when the fertility issue becomes more of a, a more real. All right, Tom, uh, who was that? Thomas. Oh, Thomas, yes. Uh, strike while the penis is hot, is what uh, Drew's saying. Doug, 22. And it may not be the endometriosis if they're Yeah, hi, I'd like to say hi to Adam, Dr. Drew, and then uh, Schoolhouse Rock. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. All right, well, I got a problem here just for the doc here. Um, I've been in the Navy for the last four years. I was dating this girl in high school. You know, she was just, I mean, absolutely beautiful. Um, Well, I come back from the Navy like four years later. Uh, Hold on a second, Doug. Hey, Doc. What? Listen, we got the schoolhouse rock here, guys. You will not be disappointed. Keep going. All right, all these questions for the doc. I'm, I'm trying to have a good time and show our guests a good time, and you're turning uh, this thing into, uh, you know, Marcus Welby, MD. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Doug? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Well, anyway, um, so I come back from the Navy, and uh, she's she's pulled all of her hair out, and she wears a wig. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know this, and, uh, well, so we're having sex, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Well, I, I don't know what I can tell these people. i got to leave, really. Can't you play a little more? Yeah. Yeah? You already did the song that we got, though. I didn't do it like you guys are going to do it. You did it. I did not do it one ounce of justice. So when we come back, you guys do uh, Conjunction, right? The Great Conjunction Junction. Thank you very much. Welcome to the biggest show on earth. Thrills galore. The strangest freaks. The highest acrobats. And the funniest clowns. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.